Hi, I'm Paul Shepard, your Mindset Coach, and welcome to the Mindset Change Podcast, where you can be inspired to learn how to transform your mindset so you can create the life you truly want to live. Today's episode is a powerful one. This is an interview with academic director and transactional trainer, Patrick Brooke. We are discussing ego states and how they can impact our lives. And welcome, Patrick. Just for the listeners, I know you. I get to see you on a on a regular basis, luckily enough. So, yeah. but could you introduce <laughs> could you introduce yourself for the people listening? Uh, because we'll be talking about a very interesting subject today. We'll talk about ego states, but be good to find out a little bit more about how this is your area of expertise. Sure, thanks, Paul. It's it's really nice to see you. Um, so yeah, so my name's Patrick Brook, and I'm uh, one of the founding and the academic directors of the Connectus Institute, which is a, a transactional analysis-based uh, psychotherapy and counselling, and we also um, provide organisational training as well um, in Hope, as you know, because uh, because you're there studying your foundation year. Um, and I'm a, 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 a something called a PTSTA, which is a Provisional Teaching and Supervising Transactional Analyst in the psychotherapy field. And I'm a supervisor, a tra- uh, one of the main trainers. And uh, yeah, that's me, really. So yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> is that enough? Excellent, excellent. It is enough. It is enough. It lets people know that obviously this is going to be an area of your expertise. And I wanted to I wanted to, to, you know, we've we've talked about so many different subjects when I'm in your classes. And I think one of the most profound ones that actually had the biggest impact on me, I was drawn into uh, learning transactional analysis through having a weekend course in ego states. And it was like an introduction to TA. Uh, so yes. I'd like you to... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you did the 101 course, didn't you? So you did our 101 course, didn't you? Oh, I did. But I also did a, another one before that. That was just part of a coaching thing I belong ah. to. So, so Oh, which was just about ego states. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It was about, it was about oh, ego okay, states. Great. It's a little yeah. bit of TA. It was just an introduction into it. And then I did your TA 101, which, again, floored me. So I thought, well, I've got to go and continue this now, haven't I? So, which, I which I've done. And um, I just wanted to, because yeah. I think this is such an important thing for listeners to get an idea of. What is an ego state? I think that's such a good question. Um, so the probably the best way to answer the question um, is is to talk about what Eric Byrne. So Eric Byrne is the it was the founder of transactional analysis. And the probably the best way to answer that question is to um Talk about what he said in terms of the structure of the personality. So what what, what Byrne was interested in was the way in which our personalities are structured. And he suggested, based on um, uh, all that had gone before him, including Freud, um, he suggested that our personality is essentially structured into three main categories. So there's there's, there's a category which Byrne calls the parent ego state. And what that is, essentially, is it's the part of us where what we do is we copy or we have copied when we were much younger, primary caregivers or authority figures. And rather than um, 
thinking, feeling, and behaving um, according to um, our own way of being. What we literally do is we literally just copy, or we 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 essentially absorb other people and then just copy them. I think I said to you before that there was a very funny card. You know, we live in Brighton, and and there's mm. lots of very lovely independent funny shops and there was a a, a card shop uh, and one of the cards that I liked when I was I was looking around at this not so long ago um, was there was an, an image on the front of this card um, of a sort of a 1950s housewifey type woman she was looking rather distressed with her hands in the air and a speech bubble coming out and, and, and she says I, I opened my mouth and my mother came out and so what 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 <laughs> What what that captures is the idea that when we we can think, feel, and behave in ways that have literally been copied from primary caregivers and parent figures, and that's not just necessarily yeah. the language. That can also be ways of being. So, for example, if you grew up with a uh, with quite sort of anxious primary caregivers or anxious foundational figures there's a possibility that if you're experiencing some anxiety that actually doesn't quite belong to you it might actually be a sort of a copied way of being that uh that that, that you've sort of grown up and become used to does that make sense it absolutely makes sense it just reminds me i think i told you this example before but i about about a year or so ago just sunbathing away innocently on my roof terrace and this loud music appeared out of nowhere and now that normally didn't bother me I don't normally pay attention to to things like that but this time I don't know what it was there was this almost visceral response of tension stress and I found myself having this conversation inside my mind where I was just thinking how rude are these people very selfish you know it's almost very judgmental very angry and it was lucky that I, because I've been doing TA, I, I suddenly became the observer of that behavior. I was thinking, well, where's, where's that coming from? And it reminded me instantly, I knew that voice. I knew that judgment, and that was my father. And, but it was interesting yeah. how hypnotic it was just being in that state and just being so angry about being disturbed. Yeah, so it's a fantastic example of what we're talking about. Really, really good. The idea that, um, yeah, the idea that you were just sort of replaying something that was copied. I mean, you, mm. you, you, you had an interesting sort of experience, I think, if I, because what what you did as well was um, it sounds a little bit like you were able to get out of that experience and almost observe it a little bit. Is that right? That's exactly what happened. But it was it was just fascinating because I then thought, well, why, where has this come from? And I remember my father having a real issue with noise because he was a night shift worker. And when he used mm. to come home, we had to all be very quiet. And anyone who was being noisy was selfish. And just being able to observe that behavior, a few big deep breaths, um, and I found myself being able to calm myself down. But it stood out for me that wow, that was that was a literally an example of my parental, you know, uh, primary caregiver uh, ego state in action. Your parent ego state, and, yeah. Mm, it it, know, it so. was, and also I think what you're 
Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but what you're also saying as well, which is very interesting if we think about the structure of the personality. So we've got the, the, the sort of the category or the part of us, the version of us, which we, 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 which we replay almost like a recording. And then there's a version of us, which you're also partly describing, which is where we have almost like a reflective capacity where we're not completely in it, but we're suddenly looking at it saying, oh, what's the meaning of this? And this type of re- reflective capacity in the sort of the here and now, this capacity to sort of look at our behaviours and think about them rather than just being in them, is um, a way that we can think about the second category of ego states, which Byrne called the adult ego state. And the adult ego state is where what we do is we do exactly what, what, what you do. You're, you're sitting there thinking about it. And instead of going turn the music down or whatever it was that <laughs> when you were might have been accessing a parent ego state something else kicks in which is oh i'm feeling irritated oh what's the meaning of that and and the mm. adult ego state has a much more of a sort of a a here and now responsive mechanism to it rather than being completely absorbed in the there and then which perhaps would have been the, the the telling people to turn the music down it it led you down a much more sort of reflective way of thinking of oh uh isn't that interesting and 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 burn called this the adult ego state our capacity to observe our capacity to be much more in the here and now does that make sense yeah it reminds me a little bit of mindfulness you know that sort of approach to bringing yourself to the present moment and being being able to be objective and aware and it it just reminded me of it's very empowering to just not go along with that sort of reaction but to to be able to just step back from it and be aware of it that felt very empowering yeah lovely i i think i'll i'll say a bit more about that a bit later but i like the the use of the word reaction, because in in mm. in ego states terms, and I'll talk a little bit about the child ego state in, in a second, but in ego states terms, if we were to think, let's say, for example, you just told them to turn the music down, it's it, it's as if you were just reacting, where when you're in your adult ego state, the way that we can think about it, and one of the ways that we might teach it on the on our two-day 101 course, for example, would be to say well this is actually a way of responding rather than reacting so that so that you it it increases your options it might be that you choose to turn the music down but you might not necessarily do it in a way that triggers a negative response in the other or it might be something like that does that make sense absolutely and that's you know going into the child ego state so because i've become i've become aware of that uh, situation, I started to have a look at other things I was doing. And there's, a, you know, interestingly, when I get up in the morning, I get up about 5.30, quarter to six. And I notice that I would go to put on like a podcast or some music. And I would have this, almost like this little bit of anxiety just to make sure it's not loud. So I'd turn it up, turn it on. And there was this, this little pang of anxiety or oh, I don't want to disturb anyone but here's the thing in reality there's no one to disturb <laughs> literally <laughs> you know I live in a, quite an old house it's really thick walls but so I looked back at that and I I just remembered it was 
again, it felt like a child ego state. I felt very young doing this, almost like, oh, I don't want to get told off turning the music up, turning up the sound. And that was really fascinating as well. So through obviously the work with you, just having that awareness of, oh, and now I know why I do that. You know, it's not like I was turning it up with big heavy drum and bass in the morning. <laughs> it was literally just, you know, a quiet voice coming out of the out of the speaker. But yet there was a little bit of, oh, I don't want to disturb someone. I think your anxiety, I think your 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 example is fantastic. And the reason why your example is fantastic is because what you're describing is you're sitting on the roof and then you hear the music and then you you you, you sort of uh, uh, accessed what we might think of as a parent ego state, although we've also looked mm. at the fact that then you went into a sort of like a, 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 an adult ego state where you were able to reflect on it. But the but the description that you've just talked about as well, which is brilliant, um, captures the very essence of what we think about in terms of the third bit of the structure of the personality, which is, as you quite rightly say, the, the child ego state. And when we're thinking about the child ego state, what we're thinking about is how internally what goes on is it's it's as if we've gone back to an earlier version of ourselves and we're replaying a type of thinking, feeling and behaving that isn't here and now, but is actually there and then. Does that make sense? Mm. So your anxiety in that situation captures the essence of something of what I imagine the anxiety you felt at the idea of noise when, uh, in in this case, the 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 early experience for you was such that noise was considered really not very welcome and something that would invoke a uh, a label of being selfish. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, it was because I can still picture the little stereo I had at home that comes to mind when I think about turning music on as a child and how it had to be kept at a certain level just so I didn't disturb anyone. And it was interesting because obviously I obviously I'd said to myself, you know, in the present day, I didn't have to do that. And that was quite liberating to think, well, actually, I'm not going to turn up, I'm not going to turn it up loud to disturb anyone. But I don't have to have that anxiety there. It it was just an old, it felt like an old computer program that I didn't have to, you know, repeat anymore. I could do something different with it. I think, I think that's lovely. I think what's lovely about what you're saying, I'm, I was thinking about your, um, the title of your, 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 your fantastic podcast, which is about mindset change. And um, if we were to think about that in terms of ego state terms, there's something about understanding the contents, if you like, of your parent and your child ego states and how you might be able to access uh, in TA, we call it cathect because we're thinking about energy, but how you might be able to access something more of your adult ego state in a way that helps your mindset to change. In your case, to alleviate some of your anxiety, which is there and then anxiety. Um, mm and or to think about the types of almost like unreflected, unformulated reactions to things. Um, mm. so, so one of the one of the benefits, I guess, one of the main benefits of understanding ego states is you get to understand how to think about the contents 
of your parent and child ego states and how and you might want to access uh, more of your adult ego state so that you're able to respond rather than react. Uh, that's one of the one of the key things, I think. I think it's incredibly empowering because, again, just that awareness of knowing why you might be thinking, feeling, or behaving in a certain way, especially if it's not serving you, and just having that awareness, I think, is liberating. Personally, that's this is why I wanted to really bring you onto the show today to talk about ego states. Because, as I said, it's it's one of those moments where when you when I discovered the ego state uh, model, I think that for me was quite life changing, and that's why as I said just bringing this to the listeners of the show, I think it could really help them because they can always look into it further if it's something that they're they're relating to from our conversation. I think so. I think that's that's really that's yeah that's really good. I tell you what, um, it's making me think as well is that. Um, uh, so, so we at Connexus run something called a TA101 course, which is a two-day course which introduces you to to some of the main bits of transactional analysis theory. Uh, one of which is ego states. Um, and how I, I, I was like, I liked what you said in terms of your introduction because one of the um, uh, key bits of methodology that Byrne was very, very um, involved in was what he wanted to do was he wanted to make very difficult psychological concepts accessible to everybody. He didn't want it to be the preserve of just the sort of the elite who were able to think in a particular way. Um, he, he wanted to empower people and have themselves empowered, which was essentially why he was using what might sound like quite simplistic language, the parent, adult, child, to capture the essence of something. But actually, he was talking about quite simple, uh, quite uh, complicated phenomena. And, and I think in our, certainly if you did a two-day course, sometimes it, that's enough to really um, get a handle on something that can be really, really helpful. And then, of course, you can do a version of what you do and go on to study it in more depth, et cetera, et cetera. And then if you want, go off and study it and become a counsellor, a psychotherapist or an organisational person. Um, so, yeah, yeah no, I, really, no, I, really I, I agree with you. I think I think awareness is so important of how why is it we're behaving the way we are? Why is it we're thinking the way we are? Um, what is the difference between the structural model of an ego state, the three ego states, you've got the parent, adult and child and the functional one. (laughs) It's a really good (laughs) question. So, so, uh, and it's both simple and complex, Um, but I'm just going going to give you a very, very simplistic um, distinction between the two. The structural model is a little bit like we were talking about. We were talking about. Um, we were talking about you. You were very generously offering something of your own experience. Um, and what we, we, what I was thinking about when you were saying what you were saying was that in those moments when you were sort of saying "turn music down" or whatever it was, it was as if you were thinking, feeling, and behaving in a way that was copied from, you know, in, in, in this case, a, a primary caregiver. And then when you, were, when you were sort of like just about to turn the music up, feeling a bit anxious, 
it's as if you were thinking, feeling, and behaving in a way that uh, was sort of an earlier version of yourself. I don't quite know how old you felt or how old you were, but you, you sounded quite young. Uh, as yeah, it's about you eight. Sort of saying it. No, eight. Okay, right. So when we think mm. about the structural model of ego states, we're thinking about the structure of the personality where somebody is thinking, feeling, and behaving in a particular way. But Byrne also offered us what he called a functional model of ego states. And this functional model is really nothing to do with the thinking and feeling bit. It's only when we're looking at the behaviors of somebody. So it could be, for example, that... Um, if you're observing some communication and you see that somebody's being incredibly critical of somebody else and the other person, it's as if they're being very small and um, frightened or something like that. Now, it mm. could be that the, the, the person who's being critical is in a parent ego state, that they're copying a version of their primary caregiver. And it could be that the person who's feeling frightened is feeling very young and uh, scared and thinking, feeling and behaving in a very, very early sort of way. But what we do with the functional ego state is we take it away from the internal thinking, feeling and behaving mechanism and we just look at the behavior. Okay. So we get a different set of um, words associated with it. So, for example... What we do is we look at behaviors that are critical. So we can think of the critical parent. Um, we can think of a nurturing type of parent. We could think of uh, a free child where somebody is quite spontaneous and uh, enjoying things. And we can think of an adapted child, which has two parts to it. The adapted child has a sort of a, a cooperative part to it, but also a very rebellious part to it. And how this is very, very mm. useful, how this can be very, very useful is um, TA is not just the domain of people who want to become counsellors or psychotherapists. TA is useful in pretty much any area of life where any sort of relating goes on, which is pretty much everything really. And the functional mm. model um, is very good in a work situation. So, for example, if you're a person that has to deal with other people at work, if you have to um, uh, manage teams, if you have to uh, discuss things with people, the behavioral model can help us to understand the types of um, communication patterns that go on, which might be either healthy or unhealthy. I mean, we would use it probably to think about the unhealthy communication patterns and how we might want to change those communication patterns so that they become a little bit more productive. So, for example, if you if you are um, if you have a boss that you feel is endlessly critical in some way and you feel is putting you down now what would be quite interesting in an exploration of that would be to see the extent to which you're also playing into that dynamic and the way in which you might choose to do something else so instead of oh yes i'm sorry or whatever it might be you might say say something like i, I really don't appreciate um 
the, the tone and maybe I need to come back a bit later so that we can uh, discuss it further. There's an idea in TA which I quite like, um, which is that, that, that adult invites adult. doesn't always work, but it can invite it. If you see what I mean, does does, yeah. does that sort of make sense about that difference between it structure does, I re- and function? Yeah, so. I think, and also just adding to that is, and I think some listeners are, are relate to that. You know, when, um, well, when I when I when I wasn't self employed, but when I worked for companies, there were some bosses that triggered in you a feeling of feeling small. You know, you would feel intimidated by them, or or a colleague would, uh, you know, do the same. And it was, it's interesting, isn't it? Because again, it's with anxiety. I think when I'm listening to clients, you can tell that they're accessing a possible child ego state. They're regressing somehow. And just having the awareness that they could go to adult is, is quite important. But how would a person, do you think, recognize that they might have regressed into a child ego state and becoming smaller well i think it's i, I think it, it can be done in, in in many different ways i mean i was thinking about um to start with there's there's studying it and understanding it and you get to a point where where you've just said a version of of, of how it is that you understood it suddenly you were aware of an anxiety and it was a little bit like you had the capacity then to uh interrogate is the word that I want to use. It might not be the right one, but I'm going to use it. Interrogate the um, the validity of that feeling. Is this a here and now type of feeling that is appropriate to the context, or is it a there and then type of feeling which is not appropriate to the context? Mm. So there's something about studying it which is is really, really important. And, of course, there are lots and lots of different facilitation mechanisms that go on. So um, one of the things that's important uh, uh, in, in, in our work as transactional analysts is that, oh, sorry, I'm just going to say something else. It, not, not just about studying, yeah. but it's about how people learn what they learn. So people can learn something mm. through a course such as our 101 course, but they could also come to somebody like you as a coach and it, it might be that you share some of your thinking about it to see if it chimes. Or they might want to mm. um, do a little short course of counselling or something like that to help them understand a little bit more about how their mind actually works. And that, I think, is how people start to understand some of it. So I think, I think it's about awareness. It's, it's what you said. It's, it's, it's awareness, awareness mm. of how we are structured and, and one of the things that I'd like to just add, which I think is very important um, in life, if we think about the, the person that might come to see you, Paul, and say, oh, you know, I feel anxious because of this critical, this, that, and the other. It's very easy for us to get into a they're mean, they're nasty, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, type of blaming. And I think what's really, really helpful in terms of what you were saying about awareness is not necessarily how we might change them, but how we might change us and our internal reaction. That's one of the key things that we might think about so that so that we can take responsibility for things in a way that we don't feel like we're a constant victim of other people. And I think that that's one of the one of the beauties of TA is it is it helps people to understand 
what their locus of control is in a given situation because relationship patterns are co-created the the critical person can't be critical um, unless they've got that sort of you know receptive person who's going to sort of play their part in it though it might be a bit harsh sometimes Mm. I think sometimes it's very, very useful for us to be able to reflect on what it is we're doing and how we might find our power in a situation when we might feel powerless. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I, I absolutely agree with that because a big part of, and I've talked about it on my show, is changing my relationship with my father has been about me looking at my role in that relationship you know it's easy to see him as this Darth Vader style villain but by actually taking responsibility for my part in that I actually got to understand him a lot more and it it goes it wasn't me being in a parental state talking down to him which just invited back um, his uh, negative responses we did it from a more adult to adult, which was absolutely fascinating to see what came out of that. And we have a very different relationship now. It's not perfect, but it's so much better than what it was when there was this psychological game of ego states, uh, you know, trying to hit each other yeah. uh, just to be self-protective. Of course, of course. And, and, and also, I think what, what in, in, when I was listening to what you just said then, I was thinking... In a way, how your father in this case responded is immaterial. It's about your relationship with yourself in relation to him that feels very, very different. And and I think that understanding ego mm. states can allow that to happen. So I've known people to have a more sort of almost, how do I put it? Like um, I've known people to... Uh, recognize that that the types of relationship that they are trying to have with people um, are relationships that just aren't possible so they they can redirect their energy into something that's a little bit more um, life enhancing for them mm. no definitely so um do you, is it so just to go back to the so the, the three ego states that we have got are parent adult and child traditionally so is the adult yeah. ego state the one that we should all be trying to attain for is that the perfect ego state that we should all be sticking to i think it's a i think it's a great um i think it's a great question i think um uh what what we need to do i think i'm going to bring in your idea of awareness uh one of the things that people can do is 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 set up a a type of expectation of shoulds and shouldn'ts. Oh, I wasn't in my adult ego state. And I think the job Mm. is just to become aware and then to forgive ourselves again and again and again when we sort of slip out. So it's more of a a sense of, is it an attainable goal? I'm not entirely sure. I I think it's something that we have a relationship with and we have a sort of a dynamic relationship with. And it's very, very easy for us to slip into our parent and, and child ego states. Um, very few people, I would suggest, are constantly in their adult ego state. But um, what it will help <laughs> us to do is have a more dynamic relationship with um, uh, 
with what's going on. And then, yeah, yeah, it's 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 difficult to say that it's a completely attainable goal. But I, does that make sense? Am I sort of fudging the answer? It it, it does, <laughs> it does. I was I was trying to I was trying to work out was you, you know we talk about the adult ego state and in mindfulness there's a big uh, movement towards being present and uh, being objective, which can feel a little cold, uh, I think, to some people. Yes. And I'm wondering whether the child ego state or the parental ego state has its uses is something that we can tap into and are there benefits from accessing either one of those or is that still the adult if we're doing it consciously well that's very interesting but it does have its uses they were developed in order for us to adapt to the environments in which we we found ourselves so that so we have to honor them we have to honor the 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 capacity that they had even though they were might have been quite painful um, or we replay mm. strategies that might be quite painful. Let's think about your anxiety, if that's okay, if you don't mind me, if that doesn't feel too intrusive. Yeah. But in a yeah, way, yeah. your anxiety, which pre- prevented you from turning up the the music, paradoxically sort of kept you safe. You didn't want to feel yeah. the, 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 the sort of the sting of being thought of as selfish by these people who, you know, were ultimately responsible for mm. your for your welfare. So... So you can sort of see that it had a sort of a defensive function, and that was really, really important, so important to honour it. The question that we ask ourselves in in transactional analysis is um, the extent to which is relevant now, which you just gave a fantastic example of when you were sitting there thinking, oh, do I turn up the music? And then you were aware of the anxiety, and then you suddenly thought, well, actually, I live in a Victorian house that's got thick walls i don't play drum and bass blah 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 blah. it's almost like the anxiety had a function and it's completely immaterial now Mm. so so it's that type of relationship i think that 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 an understanding of ego states can can generate in us do you think that the child ego state you know when we talk about being there's a big movement towards being more playful at the moment um i can't remember the name of the book there's a book called play or fun focusing on Again, being becoming more creative and tapping into our inner childs to be more creative, etc. Is that tapping into a child ego state, or are we still tapping into the adult ego state? Well, I would I, I would argue that what that the seat of our creativity is actually the adult ego state and not the child ego state. I think I think Byrne, Byrne was very clear that the child ego states were echoes of our past, were archaic. Okay. And I think that when you were saying, I'm just going to go back to what you said about um, uh, feeling a bit cold. I think that historically, the adult ego state in transactional analysis has been seen a, a little bit like that, almost like Mr. Spock character that has that sort of, yeah. <laughs> you know, computer yeah. data functioning type of thing. It, it 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 absolutely isn't like that at all. Um, the, the adult ego state it has a sort of like a, a, a here and now appropriate mechanism. So for example, um, sadness at the loss of something, whether it's um, a death or, or, or some sort of uh, bereavement or some sort of loss is an entirely appropriate here and now response whilst the, the biology of the person detaches from the attachment to uh, things that happened. And so it, it, so the adult doesn't have that sort of, you know, cold calculating 
idea to it it's it's about oh. what's a what feels appropriate to the here and now and also the idea of compassion the idea of play the idea of fun that i think the problem is is that when we hear the word child we associate a type of um, activity with that whereas actually creativity True. fun playfulness are very here and now um responses aren't they and in in service to to your current here and now needs rather than there and then echoes of the past so so i would argue that the adult contains all of the seat of that um yeah and that the, 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 the parent and the child ego states tend to kick in uh when we're most under stress and we resort to earlier ways of dealing with quite difficult situations yeah so it's all that, that's what we've been that, conditioned into is it yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, a great, exactly. uh, a really great explanation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just want, I just want to say we're going to have to, yeah, and to break free of that conditioning is to, and it, awareness is a key to that, isn't it? To break free of that conditioning. Totally, yeah, totally. The first step is awareness. Um, the first step is awareness, I think, and then, um, and and also an, a, a sort of a re-examining of the past, a re-examining of, of, of the circumstances in which um, you, you may or may not have felt wounded, um, all of that is very important, I think. I think we're getting into the territory of psychotherapy, which is obviously my area. But, I mean, in terms of yeah. in terms of what, what anybody can gain from this, and it really is like a, a 101 course is, is, is ideal for anyone who has any dealings with people. Um, so, and, and it's just an instant. No, I agree set of set of tools that are immediately applicable in in everyday life so you know and you 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 can take it to whatever level you want to you know and if someone wanted to join one of your 101 courses patrick where would they find you ah yes well they can find us on our website which is connectusinstitute.com um uh where we've got all of the all of our courses um, advertised there. So we run 101 courses monthly. Uh, they tend to be at weekends, although we do three or four, which are during the week to accommodate people that can't do weekend courses. And we also run uh, an organisational training programme. And we also do the, 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 the next version of the 101, which is obviously the one that, that, that you've been doing, Paul, which is the foundation year, where mm. you, you really explore in greater depth a lot more of the theory. And then after the foundation year, it's possible for you to specialise in counselling and, and psychotherapy, although the, although the foundation year and the 101 courses are standalone as well so you can just come on a one-on-one course yeah no perfect i really would i really would yeah i'd reckon i would really recommend them i'd really recommend them i want to say thank yeah, you so much Patrick, for helping <laughs> us yeah yeah for, for obviously but for helping us understand ego states a little bit more thank you for coming on to the show i'm going to pop your co- well, contact details you. in the show notes so if you if you are interested in exploring a little bit more about ego states and transaction analysis have a little click on the Connexus Institute link in the show notes and then contact Patrick if you would like to explore further. Thank you very much, Patrick. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found exploring ego states useful as it can be life transforming to recognize who is speaking through you in unhelpful ways. 
Once you recognize who's speaking through you, you can learn to take back control. Have a think today. When you're behaving or thinking in a negative way, where did that come from? Who does it sound like? Do you feel parental? Or do you feel like you're regressing back to an earlier stage of your life, maybe to a child ego state? It really is worth being aware of. Because what would life be like if you managed to move from those unhelpful hypnotic ego states which can take over and you move back to that adult one to start choosing what you want to do, what you want to think, how you want to behave? I wonder what I'll be like for you. Please share this episode with anyone you think would benefit and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Have an amazing day.